In this, our 100th episode, we dig into a conversation about the holiday of Tishbaav, the ninth of Av, and its commemoration of the Jewish people's collective trauma and grief. This is Jews Talk Racial Justice with April and Tracy, a weekly show hosted by April Baskin and Tracy Guy Decker. In a complex world, change takes courage. Wholehearted relationships can keep us accountable. Hi, Tracy. Hey, April. Hi, friend listening in. We're so glad <laughs> that you're here. Do you know what this episode is? Maybe you saw when you tuned in. Maybe you didn't. But it is our... What What episode is this, Tracy? Number 100. Number 100! <laughs> Y'all ready for this? <laughs> we made it to 100, baby. Oh, man. Woohoo! <laughs> and boy, has it been a journey. For reals. And we're also getting pretty close, which makes perfect sense. We should be about two weeks out, precisely, from our two-year anniversary, or four weeks out, I guess. Uh, from our two-year anniversary since we launched. So this is just a lovely, special time. I want to especially thank you, listener, who has been listening from the beginning and or very early on. Thank you so much for joining us, for sharing our podcasts, for weaving the perspective and analysis that we share into your life and leadership. And also much love to you, newer slash newest listener who is just joining us for the first time on this episode or in the last few weeks or couple months. We're so glad to have you on this journey with us. And I think it would be nice for us to share um, some of the things, some highlights, either some memories and or favorite episodes or just themes in general or um, attributes about about the podcast that we've loved and appreciated to date that would be worth just naming and acknowledging. Um, and uh, also, as we're sharing some of these things, if you have any ideas, wonderful, lovely listener, about things that you have particularly enjoyed, I welcome you to either share this episode and or visit iTunes and leave us a review. That would be really awesome. We have a few great ones, but we haven't solicited them in a while. And so as you're listening to either some of these reflections we share and or some of the juicy content we're going to dive into this week, and it sparks some appreciation for you, we would so appreciate if you... Uh, stopped by and gave us a review and shared some of what you most appreciate about Jews Talk Racial Justice with April and Tracy. So I think one of the things that comes to mind for me, so the, the first and obvious one is just about our rapport and connection and all of the ways that that has been a wonderful enriching element of my life over the past two years. Yeah. Amen. Um, right? So there's that part, I think, but I think beyond that, because in some ways that's both sacred and treasured and kind of obvious, something that might be a little less obvious that is really meaningful. And I think in some ways I take it a little bit for granted, but it's sacred and rare is that since it's self-produced, 
one of the things I love about Jews Talk Racial Justice is that it's not censored. Yeah. Is that there's no mainstream institutional publication, organizational um, media room where folks say, Tracy, when you told that story, I think, I think it would be better if you told a milder story or mm-hmm. April. So that was really brave, but I wonder if you could, I'm trying to think of what are some of the things I've heard in the past? Cause I don't want to make it heavy handed. I want to make it very realistic. Could you not mention Israel, Palestine? Um, could you, whatever it might be, I'm like, I can't think of examples right now because it's I not how my brain works. I've only been on the receiving for, end of it. <laughs> right, yeah, right, right. The ones, well, the ones that I have heard that, I, that <laughs> from, from different iterations were like, I don't know though, is it good for the Jews for uh, yeah. you to be talking about this? Is it good for the Jews, Tracy? Uh, that's, that's the question that like, always sort of stops me I'm in my tracks because I'm like, uh, wh- what? Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, I mean, clearly I thought so since I said it, uh, <laughs> it was good for this Jew. <laughs> yeah. Get that. That one, that one comes a lot. I, I have heard that one a lot in, in my like main mainstream Jewish circles when we were talking about what exhibits we might do for the museum we were talking about like how hard to when i was pushing hard <laughs> to follow the lead of black and brown jews and others who you know in the in the wake of george floyd's murder like is it good for the jews which uh, i I think the thing that bothers me the most about this question is that the person asking always thinks they know mm. the answer as mm-hmm. if they are the arbiter of what's good for the Jews, <laughs> which that I think that's, that's the thing that bothers me the most about it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, I really appreciate that we've, um, created, I think a pretty nuanced balanced container that, has elements of courage and honesty and deep compassion and love and uh, the different um, engaged perspectives that we both bring from different vantage points in conversations. Um, And that we've done that um, a range of different times around a variety of different subjects, some more easeful, such as holidays. Sometimes we integrate easeful with complex concepts. Like I really loved the piece we did this year over around the time of Pesach about, um, and not that this is original, but looking at it through our unique distinctive lens. Um, it's not original, but it's also not very common about what if, what if in different cases we are the Egyptians? Mm-hmm. How, how do we, how do we think about the story? Right? Like asking these questions and, um, doing so with a sense of freedom and confidence and also a deep commitment to integrity and responsibility around the um, impact and implications of our words and analysis. Are there any um, reflections that you want to share, Tracy, either related to what I said or on a, along a different thread? Uh, I mean, it's, it's not unrelated though. It's not precisely what mm-hmm. you're saying, but I think one of the things that I really love about the way that we um, approach things, 
beyond just, you know, the rapport that we love one another, but, um, is the way that we are able to learn from one another and even sometimes disagree without it being about who's right. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like you nuance my thinking and sometimes I'm able to nuance your thinking as well without being like, no, no, you're wrong. But just being like, Hmm, what about this piece of it? And then we're able to like kind of chew on it together as a collaborative um, conversation, as opposed to, as opposed to the ways that we were taught out in the world <laughs> to have these conversations, which was and much that are more commonplace about, patterns that like, show up that are very commonplace that are, it's about persuading or sometimes just steamrolling over the other person um, to, to, to prove that you are right. I don't think there's any of that happening when you and I um, talk, even when we are True. completely aligned. in alignment. Agreed. Yeah, totally. That resonates deeply with me, Tracy. And I think part of it is because it is comes from emanates from us having an understanding of deep respect for one another and understanding and appreciating and holding an awareness of the multiplicity, the reality of a multiplicity of human experiences and um, basically having a, a neutral and or warm reception to difference and not making difference wrong and not having the thought error where difference implies that you think I am wrong because that's at times right. what happens in these exchanges where there's a difference of opinion and then people either for likely at times probably from a lack of confidence or any number of different things project onto that person that in addition to their perspective, they're also a scarce, a scarcity mindset mindset that there can only be one. And if that person is articulating their thoughts, well, the person feeling danger and we just don't go down that thought path. Completely related, or maybe a different way to say that is that the there's there often is a competition aspect. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. That's a different word for it, but, there's no, there's no competition between us and, and, and because I'm much more interested in, in a greater, deeper understanding and analysis than I am in investing anyone. Right. And so I think that that, you know, having us both come in with that attitude rather than trying to, you know, be the best. Well, and, and what that points out what we've talked about before on the show, I often feel like you bring it up, but I think I've brought it up too, or aligned around this is to, there's less competition in the context of having a growth mindset that we're not in a place of being fixed. And we understand, as you already said, that we're a dynamic people with dynamic analyses that are continually evolving and adjusting and shifting. And in that context, there's not a need. There's also not a need for as much competition because we get to be flexible and there's a lot more we could say here. Um, and I think that's good for now because I'm kind of eager to transition into some of the theme of what we wanted to talk about today. Okay, cool. And which is that we are coming up on in a matter of days by the time this is published, Tisha B'Av. Um, and, uh, and then shortly after that, a week later, we have two B'Av coming up. Sure. I like with the way your brain works, you, you can do that <laughs> more effectively than I can. <laughs> Happy to do so. Thank you. So uh, Tisha B'Av, which literally means the ninth of Av, um, uh, which is the the Hebrew month we are currently in, um, 
is associated with all of the tragedies that have befallen the Jewish people. So it is the date on which the first temple was destroyed. It is the date on which the second temple was destroyed. It is said uh, among some that it is the date on which the final solution um, was uh, articulated for the first time in um, Nazi Germany. So the decision to actually exterminate <sighs> Jews is also associated with Tishbav. And there are many others. I mean, those Yikes. are sort of like the ones that stick out, but it, it is sort of like the terrible, no good, very bad day in the Jewish calendar. So it is a day for mourning and lamentation and soul searching and, um, just, and, and there's a, there's a fast, uh, so it is, it is a deep day where we, we sort of pile all of our communal and intergenerational trauma onto that day to be recognized. How's that for a amazing, that was great. Great. I was going to